0: I felt me full of I grabbed that I was with the devil below in his great big fiery hall where the devil was giving a ball. I checked my coat and hat and started gazing at the merry crowd who came to witness the show. And I must confess to you, there were many there I knew Hello that hi. the devil.
1: Welcome to Dispatches, a friendly conversation about hell and some other stuff. With me this week are my co hosts, Victoria. Hello. And Jamin. Hello. And I am Jacob. And this is episode 75 of the Dispatchist Let There Be Light.
2: Boom. I
1: get it. Yes.
2: And also, this is the first time that we have recorded in daylight. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of We're recording this It is this weird. Yeah. We I have caffeine. Weird. It's it's making me a day drinker, which I'm not so sure about because I'm not a very good day drinker.
3: Uh, you might like it.
1: <laughs> so to celebrate episode 75 and this semi-round number, we are tackling the topic mm-hmm. of Lucifer today. Woo-hoo. And you may or may not be getting this on Epiphany, kind of the celebration of the church new year and a big light in the darkness sort of festival. A beginning of many things and uh, that seemed like a good place to drop lucifer as well mm-hmm. yep although before we begin and on this festive new year occasion i would like to ask for your support as listener we are planning a very exciting trip to nova scotia to participate in an international satan academic conference we are very excited about that we are going to be lowering the tone i think that's fair and uh the gift of a dollar per episode would be very helpful in kind of eliminating some of our travel costs and letting us afford the coffee that we will desperately need as we mm-hmm. go throughout that event in mid May. So, thank you preemptively for your support. We are the Dispatchist on Patreon. There'll be a link on our podcast site.
2: Yay. Yay. Thank you in advance for your support and ongoing listening.
1: Yes. And eventually we'll have clever prizes for our supporters as well. But that's that's a brainstorming thing
2: We're already thinking about it. It's going to require some craft days.
1: Yes. And green crayons. Fair. So before we begin, did anybody bring anything to
3: the party? So I have 12 bags of corn nuts.
2: Oh, for all the, tr- the different tribes of Israel.
3: That's a really. No, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs>
2: So basically,
3: last month I was, oh I was, yeah, this is gluttony. I was in the gas station and I saw a bag of corn nuts and I was like, oh, these look good, and they were like ranch flavored. I took them to work Oof. and I ate them at work and everyone just walked by. I was like, oh, Jamin likes corn nuts. Jamin likes corn nuts. And so for Christmas, every single person in the office, or maybe twelve people, gave me corn nuts, and now I have way more than I need. Please take these. But that will
1: give you a bag of corn nuts every night of Christmas until Epiphany.
3: I would die of probably yeah, broken teeth.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. They are dangerous. I think there's a warning label on them. I like them.
2: <laughs> there was a, um, well, A of all, if we, we can always give those to our patrons. Um, <laughs> supporters. Um, a, bag but... of, a
3: bag of half-eaten corn
2: nuts. That's right. Autographed so...
3: by yours truly.
2: <laughs> uh, there was an NPR maybe this American life or something story a long time ago about um, finding your bag. And what it is, is that thing that when people struggle to give you gifts, they glom on to like that one thing that they know about you and you will get only that thing. So you have to be careful about what, what what you make your bag. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I
3: wasn't expecting that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's a I think you need to be sharing you need to open up a little bit more to your coworkers and so you let them know the real Jamin.
1: My mother gave me a rainbow six-legged Muir t-shirt. He's <laughs> it's so cute. cute. See,
2: really that's cute. man, if only we could all be so well known by our parents.
1: Yeah. Well, I think everybody should come out and explain their extremely weird fixations to their mom.
2: Slowly, oh, no, no, no no. <laughs> no, no, no. For those of you
3: following along at home, <laughs> this is bad advice. I yes. know
2: oh, Jacob is a he's a he's a rare a rare instance of this. Oh, thing. Hold off
1: until you're middle aged and aren't expecting an inheritance.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have stuff for the party. So we have corn nuts. Hopefully, this will go well with corn nuts. So this is Lucifer's margarita, which Ooh. is depicted behind me.
1: Adorable! It's got little, you- little devil ears. And what's funny
2: is—is is this is a Sainsbury, the you know, um, grocery store in the UK. It's a Sainsbury recipe, and you can actually shop like you could hit a button and put all of these ingredients into your cart with <laughs> Sainsbury. Um, but so it's a 50 milliliters of beef eater, blood orange gin. Gin mm-hmm. is also important to our conversation today. The word gin.
3: Does gin go in margaritas?
2: See, this is a British thing. Oh, this is a British thing. Yeah.
3: It's bee feeder. Of course it does.
2: Yes. 20 milliliters lime juice, 10 milliliters of honey, a dash of Tabasco, optional, and one red chili to garnish. As you can see, it makes cute little horns.
1: Yeah. And this is in a martini glass with a kind of lovely luminous red beverage. It's yes. very pretty.
2: Mm-hmm. And so you build ingredients into cocktail shaker, including an optional dash of Tabasco, fill your shaker with ice, place the lid on your shaker, important, shake for 10 seconds, Strain into your glass and garnish with sliced chilies.
3: Ah. What makes the beef
2: eater red? I think that must be the Tabasco. (laughs) Yipe. She said that best. I would say, well, it's blood orange gin.
3: Oh, blood orange. Okay. Okay.
2: And then probably, so it's got that orangey color. The Tabasco probably helps a little bit. Mm -hmm. Depending on how much Tabasco you put in.
3: You know, at first, I wasn't sold, mm-hmm. but that would probably be pretty good.
2: I think it would be. I've had a similar drink that had a similar garnish that was way more savory, mm. and a, but it was a like a a pepper bod, a pepper martini kind of situation. So this is more like a tangy. So I think that maybe that's why it's called. Yeah, it right the,
3: the 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 yeah. citrus makes it.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Mm, usually tequila. This is more of a gimlet kind of it drink. It is a gimlet. Uh-huh.
1: What is a gimlet? Mm. Um,
2: gin, a gin. 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 With like lime, and it's very refreshing. I like oh. a gimlet. Okay,
1: okay. Well, I brought some additional entertainment. Oh, no. For our amusement, fire breathing tusk demons will use claws and skewers to carry sluts across a vast, stony, round <laughs> wasteland. <laughs>
2: Skewer skewer slet, slet, wait, skewered sluts or sledded skewers. Sluts and skewers. No, oh no, no. restaurant, sluts and skewers.
3: Oh god. Oh, it's like kebabs and pretty sure there's already one of those in Austin. <laughs> bad bad drink <laughs> ideas.
0: Caboose. Pretty sure there's twelve
3: of those an idea in Austin. <laughs> okay, so oh. just for clarification. Sure. Yes. Is it the demons that breathe fire? or the tusks that breathe fire. No, but,
1: oh, the fire-breathing tusks. Tusks right, right, right. demons. So, so grammatically the no, it's two different words. The demons are both fire-breathing and tusked.
3: Okay. So it's not like the demons have tusks and the individual tusks are breathing individual tiny flames.
1: No, that would be that would not end the, the it's 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 no.
2: I I have a last minute bit of hell news. Oh. And I know you have some hell news. I do. Okay. You first then. This is very teensy and only hell adjacent, but it's, it could it's,
1: be—it's weensy and semi-relevant.
2: <laughs> well, given that we are living in the end days, I think mm-hmm. it's pretty relevant.
1: I feel like um, we are. yeah, okay,
2: yeah. So, uh, this is from this is probably the most recent hell news <laughs> I've ever coughed up because it was from yesterday. Oh. Um, yeah, so China, uh, China's ultra. This is the headline: China's ultra deep water drilling ship. Um, and, Jamin, you're going to have to help me with the name of this ship. It's M-E-N-G-X-I-A-N-G.
3: Is there a space? No. Meng-xiang, Ji.
2: That sounds good. Okay, there's also a panda named this. So, uh, so oh. whatever I point, you're, you're going to have to say that name. So that's the name of the ship.
3: Panda. Um,
2: set Meng. sail to reach Earth's mantle. So this ship in oil drilling is actually going to go further into the Earth's mantle than ever before. So it's another news story is called, you know, that is opening the gates to hell because nobody has been here before. And uh, it's opening an unknown door for scientific research and for things, bad things to come into the Earth.
3: Well, obviously,
2: Yep, 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 yep. So, it's called the level that they're digging into. They're they're breaking the boundary between the mantle and the crust known as the Mohorovicic continuity discontinuity or Moho. Sounds and that's like a the fun
1: shopping district.
2: <laughs> I bought a nice scarf in Moho. <laughs> exactly, right? Like what would be Moho like, like Metropolitan?
3: No, it's obviously oh. Mouth of Hell.
2: Mouth of <gasps> Oh, zing! Yeah, okay. I went from Tribeca
1: to Soho to Moho. That'd be Mohi. Oh, very
2: nice, Mohi. It remains the barrier for humans in exploring the mantle. So we were never meant to go this deep, and here we are.
3: Quick aside, I looked it up. It's Mungshang, long awaited dream. Oh, interesting. That's nice.
2: Oh, that's cool. Because apparently, a nightmare.
3: Well. Pandas are really hard to breed in captivity.
1: Uh-huh. So you had to breed them underwater in the benthic zone. <laughs> and oh, so they're like, no it's pressure, kind of a, guys. No a nice name. <laughs> no,
3: I thought that was a good oh, one. Oh, I get it. No pressure. <laughs> oh, he made a science joke.
1: Oh, I did. I did. I did. I did. Science jokes. Well, My Hell News is a Dante sighting in a recent album by Irish singer Andrew Hosier Byrne, or just Hosier, H O Z I E R. Uh, this new album is called Unreal Unearthed. It came out, out six months ago or so, and it's framed around Dante's Inferno. So it opens up with some kind of introspective, moody things, wraps up with a piece on betrayal called Unknown Inf, and then closes on first light. And there's a political song for gluttony that's called Eat Your Young and some other illusions. There's a pop ballad called Psychopomp. And it's uh it, it I've heard a little of it. It's alternately ambient orchestral and then some pretty, solid prog-rocky uh, bits. And uh, Hozier is an Irish artist. He has never recorded in Gaelic until this album, which is kind of neat.
0: Oh,
3: um, Gaelic well, is the
1: capital of Wichigan. <sighs> that was a joke. Oh, okay. I see. I, I, <laughs>
3: oh, I, the, look, the look of disappointment on her
1: face. It's got a little meatloaf meet- feel and a little kind of um, mm. Irish folk rock feel at the same time it's very pretty
2: so uh, what how what percentage is sung in gaelic
1: only two songs i think oh, out okay. of like 14 or so
2: but i do again, like the idea of that
1: yeah it's uh unreal Unearth" by hosier h-o-z-i-e-r and you can check that out on youtube and decide if you want to
2: buy it cool cool okay great i've never heard of this artist so we're kind of
1: Again, working around the entrance to the medieval era, Lucifer is kind of a big name in medieval Christianity. There's a trilogy of quartet, quintet of books uh, tracking the history of the devil and the idea of the personification of evil by Jeffrey Burton Russell. Pretty well-known series. And his book on the Middle Ages is titled Lucifer. So it kind of kind of shows the emphasis and the weight he wants to put on this figure. Mm-hmm. And as we're kind of stalling before tackling uh, the hell journey in the Middle Ages, it seems like a good time to bring him up as well.
2: Yes. Yes, it is. And could I just have a check-in uh, regarding terminology? Because devil, Satan, Lucifer, Mephistopheles, can we talk about a continuum? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Wh- which is which and which isn't? It mm-hmm. seems legitimate, uh, but one thing, and Burton, Jeffrey Burton, Joe Bob Russell is not very good on this as well. I mean, the book is titled Lucifer, but he's all over the place with his terminology.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My running kind of go-to idea is that the king of hell is a hat that you wear. I mean, you probably wouldn't wear it, but the king of hell might. And it's been worn by Satan when he was an entity. It's been worn by Lucifer, Azazel, Belial, and a few others And all of them are at once the devil, the the king of hell and demons, and also their own independent entities and stories. So that's
3: that's a question. Is the devil his own entity or is the devil the title of the
1: position? I think the devil is the title of the position. So on the hat, it says the devil. It, It may very well just. Yes. Okay. And Lucifer is one spirit entity to have warned this. I've, I've been in a lot of arguments about, well, Lucifer and Satan aren't the same thing. And it's like, well, they are and they aren't. I mean, it depends on where you're standing and who you're asking. Mm-hmm. And they have been the same thing. And Satan is an adversary. But Satan is also Satan, depending so, on when, when you're reading and how much weight you put on the word. Lucifer has been an adversary. no. No, lucifer has never been well lucifer has never been satan really necessarily mm-hmm. i mean they they overlap they not not satan but a satan i wouldn't argue that okay i mean you like, could say you could say that probably safely but i you couldn't point to the bible and say this happened
2: so one of the things the things i, I have a lot of things in my head but one of the many things is this distinction or trajectory or whatever where yeah like Satan is a like Satan is independent from like Satan is his own thing right like or yeah. th- there in certain understanding Satan is his own thing potentially yeah. created by god potentially exist yeah. coexists with god lucifer yeah. in most stories was an angel
1: he does he seem to hold the yeah he's like the first of the fallen is kind of his big myth
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and so, I guess we'll touch on that in the bible version of him i mean satan is kind of like he wears cute little leather shorts has mm-hmm. horns fairly bestial big scary teeth uh he's he's a tormentor mm-hmm. like all these things are true his his big moment is job where he's like god's little manic thing running across the world causing problems and finding people who are weak and punishing them and tormenting that's them.
3: the thing it's in i was specifically going to state the Satan of the Job's, in which again we're going for the adversary, the tester, the the yeah. one who puts you under trial. Mm-hmm. He's not there specifically to torment you. He's there to put you in a difficult situation to see how you get out of it. Right, 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 right. Testi- and testing and s- the we testing. Yeah, and so I mean, it, it really comes back to the biblical test: everything, keep what is good. Yeah, and so that's the Satan. He's not doing it just for fun to to torment you he's doing it to test you to give you opportunity to grow
1: he may like his job he may like his job (laughs) but
2: But there's also an old testament new testament distinction too because you know Satan, like whatever we call the you know old testament satan was again not necessarily bad
1: and, and, and quite possibly metaphor, because yes, the Jews uh-huh. were comfortable with metaphor to a degree which hmm. Christianity didn't seem to be.
2: Yeah, and the New Testament, Satan became the adversary, became, like, crit- yeah, once you have Jesus, you need, because Jesus is the stand-in, like, right. he's the, the intermediary that protects you from Satan. And yeah. it's a day-to-day struggle, because Satan is amongst us. Right, right, then, right. right. Stop, in my mind, then. After we have, you know, Satan is defeated, then you start to have creature, you know, you start to have mephistophele and kind of Satan's that are actually just, he originally was a demon who yeah. sort of became as, you know, the star of his own show, but is more of a trickster figure.
1: Yeah, folk folk satans, folk demons. Mm-hmm. We go yeah. from bad to evil.
2: We're not even bad so much as just like, I mean, in the old, you know, doing God, like still being a part of the whole like God show where, right. yeah. you know, testing faith, um, punishing Unfun, sinners,
3: but not yeah, enjoyable, like
2: taking, taking care of the dirty work. Right? right. Right. And being the God of the underworld, which is also a necessary task. New Testament becomes like an actor on his own, doing evil in the world trying to like encouraging easy. people to do evil. Well,
1: and still though, in the middle ages, Satan was a part of God's plan in, in mm-hmm. most of the time. Like he, He kind of fell out of that role around 1600 at the end of the Middle Ages, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. depending on who you ask. And all this stuff, you know, remember our two big slogans are we're going to get it wrong Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: everything is true always. And everything's a crab. And everything's that's number three. (laughs) Yes. Our our great trilogy of rules. If if not now, then soon. (laughs) Uh, So should we go back to the beginnings of this myth as best as we can?
2: sure especially because you're thinking about we're hoping to have this on the epiphany which is yeah
1: yeah yeah shining in the east but beyond them far Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so a lot of lucifer's stories are tied to the planet venus and its uh, strange habits in the sky Mm -hmm. i haven't done tons of research on this or look for videos but it seems like venus just wants to be mythologized because it's the brightest thing in the sky it's there when all the other stars have faded and it holds out as long as it can. It climbs towards the center of the sky, but it can never make it before it's washed away by the sunlight. So it already is one of the big three lights in the sky, but it strives to be more than that. Just kind of in its own orbital paths and inclinations and such. Mm-hmm. It's not actually a word.
2: And the whole kind of light cycle connects Lucifer in some ways to Inanna, to the stories of Anana and death and rebirth.
1: Yeah, Inana in is also good old Anana. Inanna, Inanna mm-hmm. is also very Venus-y. She's kind of connected to that that star system.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's a story that really feels like it parallels the first of the fallen story in Isaiah, as we reference something we haven't referenced yet, mm-hmm. where the god Attar, mm-hmm. he tries to ascend the throne of Baal, uh, and he can't, so he descends to rule the underworld instead. So you have, again, the striving and then fading, striving and then fading. But Attar is cognate, um, strongly related to male version of Ashtart.
2: Oh, right. Yeah.
1: Who is also strongly allied with the planet Venus.
2: So there's also the relationship of this myth to uh, Halal, 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 trying to dethrone the Canaanite high God L.
1: Yeah. I didn't find anything on that. I didn't have a chance to look, but that, yeah. And I don't know if, why this is the case exactly, except that it should be. But in Isaiah, the text is something along the lines of, you know, this is Halel, star of the morning
2: mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. the morning
1: star. So yep. that's, that kind of directly goes into, into biblical Hebrew.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like no matter what we say, Isaiah's going to pop up. (laughs) (laughs) Even if we're talking about what we had for lunch, we're going to be citing Isaiah. Um, There's also another figure called Atana, who I'm not clear on. I saw two two separate uh, tellings of the story. One where he uh, really wanted to have a son, so he helped the starving eagle, who actually was not a good eagle. He helped a bad eagle who was actually eating the serpents children um oh. but then so the eagle as a reward took him up to the sky and uh then yet yeah, once he was in the sky he decided to come down
1: the eagle the guy
2: the guy the guy à,
1: um atana at, at, atana
2: okay um but then also according to the jewish encyclopedia he was prideful and strove for the highest seat ergo helping me like this was uh, right. um, intentional um, and was hurled down by the supreme ruler of the Babylonian Olympus. So it's unclear if he was, you know, doing a good thing. The, the evil eagle, maybe a good eagle. Who evil. knows? This is like <laughs> took him to he, heaven.
3: This is the opposite of Androcles and the giant.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the
3: bad man helped the bad bird do a bad thing. And then he got struck down.
2: Right. Or maybe he just decided to come down, but all in all, he went to the heavens to try to get a baby and either he decided to come down or because he was prideful, fell down unclear. But I feel like that intention this, you know, this, the part of this is about that's about intention is very, very important as we move through our topic.
1: One of the big learning lessons that just transformed Bible for me in general we've, over the course of the last three years together was kind of learning that the people that wrote the Bible and, you know, in a, as a modern 20th century reader, one can get the idea that the Bible wrote itself the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. inspired word of God, um, just appeared by sp- like flaming letters on a spirograph or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But the, like the, the writers of, of the Jewish, the Tanakh, the Jewish old Testament Bible had a bookshelf behind them and they had copies of myths and things like that in various forms where they had like retellings of it. So Like, none of the Bible was written in a vacuum. It was all written in the backdrop of Mm -hmm. the Levant and the stories from that period, and also Mesopotamian, Babylonian, Persian myth. So, like, nothing was done in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. Everyone had sources that they could reference, and the people that were writing the Bible were very literate. You Yeah, it's
2: pastiche.
1: Yes, in many places Mm -hmm. it is. Like, they had, you know, they were the Wikipedia of the time. (laughs) <laughs> were, they,
2: were they the AI that now that you, um, shows up when you Google something and it creates a narrative of all those sources?
1: I think that'd be the Metatron.
2: <laughs> so, so yeah. So we have some pre biblical stories. Can I tell you a word that may not be a word that I have learned? Sure. <laughs> and I say it, it's a word that may not be a word. Cause I only found it in one source and I haven't found it anywhere else. Ooh. Um, but it is takrappa Urvreg. and it Gesundheit. means exactly. And it means those cast into hell. And it was uh, used in Richard Montague, the Acts and Monuments of the Church before Christ Incarnate, sixteen forty two. And, I and have
1: this spelling of that,
2: it is capital T, lowercase a. It's essentially a password. Oh. Uh, capital T, lowercase a, uh, capital Q, lowercase r a p a capital O lowercase e v r e g so it's essentially an internet password but i think it's a it's a what do you call them portmanteau words where it's just kind of like and maybe an act like not an acronym because it's got like part like several letters from each word but we've seen a few of those compound I don't know, what do you call it
1: portmanteau, portmanteau sounds, good. sounds good
2: okay we'll go with portmanteau
1: that is an ungoogleable word
2: it is like the only thing that comes up is richard montague so where do we want to go next?
1: It seems like Bible is the next logical place. Okay. as that is kind of what brings us two together on this night. <laughs> I thought it was gimlets.
2: Gimlets or giblets? Gimlets. 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 Oh, gimlets. Uh-huh. Gimlets. Wow. Maybe a giblet gimlet. Mm.
3: I, I think there's some on the
1: top shelf of the fridge. Jacob, did you have plans for those?
2: Some giblets. Were the
1: giblets on top of the fridge?
2: No, on the top <laughs> shelf.
1: Oh dear. Oh no, I, I I eventually discarded those on the grounds <gasps> they were probably a horror show. Oh
2: dear. You I love a giblet. Didn't oh. <sighs> mm, I That's... love awful. Uh,
3: okay. Um so Isaiah Jacob Isaiah.
1: Isaiah 14, <laughs> 12. Uh, how you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn, how you've been cast down to the earth who once laid low the nations Mm -hmm. before then it refers to this being a king of babylon this unnamed unknown monarch maybe a herod it's it's been tossed around a bit so we're dealing with a probably mortal king the king of the empire that had very recently conquered israel and uh, israel was kind of liberated from it by persia who overthrew Babylon in their, in their in their turn, so it's kind of like you know long term karma that we're dealing with in in biblical hindsight at this point.
2: Could it also have been Nebuchadnezzar? I saw some reference to it. Nebuchadnezzar. Could might have
1: been Nebuchadnezzar. Um, okay. I don't specifically remember when is Nebuchadnezzar. Let me just Google that.
2: Nobody knows. There's no way to know. Wait, who was
3: who was uh, blah, 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 blah. Nebuchadnezzar? Was king of dot 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 Neo
1: Babylon. Babylon. Okay. So ne- uh, Nebuchadnezzar was the ruler of what we'd call Neo-Babylon. So, yeah, it is quite possible that he is the king to which this refers.
3: So I wanted to read through, as I always like to do with Bible verses, on Bible Gateway, they list all the translations, mm-hmm. right? Well, as many as they can find in English. And so we have Lucifer, Daystar, 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 Lucifer, Son of the Morning, Son of the Heavens, Bright Morning Star. right? Like they're all kind of very much... Lucifer is the morning star. Does it have the Richard Scarry's very busy Babylon?
2: <laughs> oh, oh, we need to make a Richard's. It's, I think. But it's that, yeah, we need to. Sorry, uh, Inferno. <laughs> <gasps> is there such a thing?
1: No, <sighs> Lowly no. the Worm. No, but that would be magical.
2: Um, <laughs> and
3: then in I was reading this, and this kind of come up is that every third one it says, "Oh, at the, you know how you have fallen, how you have weakened." The nations, and then in square brackets, King of Babylon, mm-hmm. and then, oh, blasphemous, satanic King of Babylon,
1: mm, and then we that's, have here—that's not a translation that—it's AMPC. That sounds like maybe Richard scary is very busy.
3: King A-M-P-C. of Babylon, NCV, King of Babylon, Morning Star, you have fallen from heaven, even though you were bright as the rising sun. Blah 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 blah. That's very clearly Nebuchadnezzar,
0: mm.
3: at least in their translation. This is from the OJB, which I don't know what is. How art thou fallen from Shomayim, O Halal ben Shahar, bright one of the dawn, daystar Lucifer? How art thou cast down to the earth, thou which hast laid low the goyim? It's the hmm. Orthodox Jewish
1: Bible, and I feel good about it.
2: That's wow. Okay,
1: but there's the art? word there's the word Halal, um, you know, light bearer, basically, mm-hmm. and Lucifer didn't, as far as I know, enter the Bible until 1610 as the name Lucifer because the Bible went from like Hebrew to Greek right. and then into other languages and very far down the road we're starting to get into English right we didn't get we didn't get
3: Hebrew to direct languages until I guess last century everything yeah. was translated from Greek
1: right 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 and I've had a squabble with some people in the demonology community that were saying that Lucifer didn't exist in the Christian continuity until 1610 and you know I'm happy to say that as Quite, quite wrong but that is definitely where he was kind of popularized mm-hmm. i mean as, as it was the english bible it would be popularized but then that the latin word for loose for um you know lightbringer is lucifer and that's where that kind of enters a lot of the continuity yeah what's the greek isn't it i don't phos- know man. phosphorus
2: yes it's phosphorus oh, Right.
3: okay mm-hmm. so For some reason, even though we're working from Greek, we get Lucifer and not Phosphor.
1: We're not working from Greek. We're working from King James Version of Bible and, um, you know, a bunch of Elizabethan translators and poets. So it may be the word that sounded the best. And Lucifer had been in the public eye as a major demon before then. Mm. Um he's specifically I'm going I'm going backwards to go forwards to go backwards. Um, sure. but in the fourteen hundred, 1400, fourteen thirty 1430 or so tract, The Lantern of Light, we have a list of the seven deadlies, which includes Lucifer as father of pride, mm-hmm. uh, as a name demon in the same paragraph as Satan. And that is brought up again in 15. Um, the Binsfield hierarchy of demons, which also lists both Satan and Lucifer. So these predate the King James Bible, but you can see that Lucifer as a named demonic force was, was there and Lively and in the air. Mm-hmm. And I, would, I should look in the book of Oberon to see if he's there, because that is the book of demonology for that period. Mm. Look that up.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yes, we will. I have some... Uh, talking points about sin later and what actually was the first sin. So it's interesting because we always associate pride with Lucifer, but should we? I mean, <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I think we
3: we may have skipped this in the very beginning, but since we're working out of the Christian Bible, Lucifer being the bright morning star, the, the number one cool dude who like, Pre-everything, like Genesis 00, Lucifer was like, Hey, I'm pretty cool. Let me pull up my big girl panties, and I want to be like super the best. As good as everyone else, up to and including God, right? And then God was like, No, and so Lucifer fell, and with him he took one third of the angels. That's the well, story that's we're one working story. On. That's, <laughs> that's one of the stories we're uh-huh, working on. But with, that's right? the
2: best known story. And that's where you get pride. hmm Exactly. But that, yeah, there there are several versions of that um, that call into question many many things. So, mm. well, t- we could talk. Yeah, a lot of it is from Islamic texts and uh, Jewish literature. So okay. we'll get to yeah, we'll get yeah, yeah we'll get to that. We'll we may we that. may
3: have to redo that that
1: uh, that synopsis at a later date.
2: Okay. Or later yeah. minute. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah, the book of Oberon... Does mention Lucifer by name as a companion to Satan. And that's from about 1583. But that is supposedly a text that also kind of fed into a lot of Shakespearean writing and things like that.
3: Wait, yeah. when was Shakespeare?
2: That, uh, like the 16th century, 15...
0: 15th. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: So it would be contemporary Shakespeare.
1: Yeah. This book of okay. Overon. And it's a collection of unrelated manuscripts and jumbles. So God knows where it came from originally.
2: Like jumble puzzles? yeah <laughs> oh cool so that's where that's where we get jumbles and word finds from
1: uh, um, i'm sure i'll agree with that i'll agree with anything <laughs> that you say victoria
2: it's as it should true. be mm-hmm. we're probably gonna
1: get this wrong
2: we're gonna get everything wrong
1: other biblical references
2: uh, luke that's luke. the only other one and uh, there's luke and then there's some assumption that Luke. well is it Lucifer or Satan that shows up in Revelations? It's probably Satan because it's more of a monster.
1: Yeah, it's it's it, well, it's 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 like the serpent, the dragon, the devil, um, mm-hmm. Satan, all connected at once. So it's kind of the the entire like devil hat wearing community uh, is all the dragon in Revelations. Revelations status as a canon book, I feel, is just the slightest bit unstable. So I don't know if I want to go that yeah, far and say this true. Is, yeah. But uh, Luke does mention um, Jesus saying, I watched Satan fall from the heaven like a flash of lightning, which is an allusion to the first of the fallen story, though mm-hmm. not Lucifer specifically. Okay. I don't even know. Like, I think not yeah. even Halal.
2: Right. Halal Yeah, shows up other places, uh specifically in different church fathers' stuff.
1: So, speaking of the church fathers, uh, mm-hmm. we should give a nod to Origen, who did not mention oh. Lucifer by name, but was the, the big church father that kind of popularized the um, the first of the fallen tenth of the host of angels myth. Um, let's see, is it third or tenth?
3: Uh, ah. Yeah. I've never heard a tenth, but I wouldn't be surprised if another story had a
1: tenth. It does, and I'll get there. That's that's from the 900s. But uh, in Against Celsus, Origen says something along the lines of the, the Satan in Hebrew, also is spelled as Satanus, meaning the adversary. So he kind of talks about a Satan more than the Satan. Mm-hmm. And later he talks about uh, kind of the first of the fallen myth where someone, where a Prideful force brings down the wrath of heaven by you know flying too close to the sun by trying to take the uh, throne, and in that he names Samuel, uh, who is kind of the most popular name for Satan as of like a like proper name. His idea, Origin's idea of capital E Devil, it's kind of the the will and the the fall and corruption of the will. So having Samuel take on the mantle of the devil feels rather Gnostic in that Samuel was kind of the, the Metatron, no, no, the Demiurge and opposed to wisdom and such like. So there's kind of a jumble of things that together start to popularize the myth of uh, the first of the fallen and kind of Satan, not liking Adam and Eve and being a beautiful angel. These all kind of cluster together around origin and roll forward. It feels like his devil is more a metaphor for our own capacity to fall. Oh, um, yeah. As well as um, there being a spirit that is a Satan that might be mm-hmm. a real thing with toes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I don't, the, So much of this is a thought exercise. Yeah. All of it is a thought, like all of these guys. Because also, uh, I found another interesting thing that I never heard uh, from Origin that theoretically, uh, because men occupy or man on the whole humans occupy the moral space between angels and demons. Uh Demons really should be beneath the earth. um, Being waiting to be tapped into by a Chinese uh, (laughs) oil (laughs) driller, uh, oiler or whatever.
1: That's very very great chain of being. Yes,
2: it is. It is. It's which is Gnostic, which is very Gnostic too. Um, But this would actually minimize their activities in the world. So we origin like other church fathers,
1: it would make gardening so challenging.
2: <laughs> ow, ow. Um My lettuce. So because that kind of limits their activities. Origin and other church fathers started to make them aerial bodies, where they could oh. quote feed on burnt offerings and blood and the odor of the sacrifices. So they had to be they had to be either terrestrial or uh, in the ether. For them to interact with people. Otherwise, if they're just in the ground, right, the only thing that would get to them was, you know, some pretty, like, uh, aggressive gardening or fracking. Nuns.
1: Nuns. Nuns. I I guess this slightly (laughs) predates the idea that most demons are fallen gods. Because, I mean, gods are definitely, Mm -hmm. even fallen gods are definitely higher than humans on any sort of meaningful scale. Wait, this predates most demons are fallen gods. I f- well, I feel origin, like it does. origin is uh,
2: 184, 185 to 253, 254.
3: When do we get demons or fallen angels instead of fallen gods or fallen kings
1: of enemy empires? Oh, That goes, that's 300 BC and further. Um, the, the idea of fallen angels as a concept goes back to at least uh, Enoch, which is like 250 mm-hmm. BC Watchers. or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because those were fallen angel-ish things.
2: They were lustful, um, lustful yeah, angels.
1: Yeah, yeah. But the idea of uh pride, one third of the host, uh greatest thing in heaven, that's that's a um kind of two fifty story onwards, two fifty AD story origin onwards. Hmm. With, uh with some illusions.
2: Can we talk about a few guys who were pre origin? Sure his so, name
3: messes with me I just, origin.
2: I, and googling, I the, it,
1: googling it is so hard and right? is he the
2: one who castrated himself i know i always ask that when he comes up one Alleg- of them was allegedly yeah. okay he allegedly castrated himself okay so we also have akila of sinop whose dates i do not have but we should probably look up but he, he claims that the word uh hello the which is the hebrew name for morning star um came from the verb "yalal" to lament so this relates to the idea of lucifer not only in that word but also because it's the lamentation of the fallen angel who was once beautiful and now is ugly naked and ugly from being fallen
1: and we this, should, we, does should he, ag- we should ignore the mesopotamian myth of the, the god hillel then at that point
2: yeah mm-hmm. okay. but yes. does he become ugly see this is the thing because the roman it's unclear. I mean, I'm not sure because we do, like, the romantic Lucifer is sexy Lucifer. He's not. Right. hot. He's totally like, hot. Yeah. He's bright
3: and shining, and he is the tempting one. Mm-hmm.
2: Evil
1: is is fun. Go be with the pretty evil people. This, this may be relative, because as the second most beautiful thing in creation, um, Lucifer was, was transcendently hot. Like mm-hmm. chiseled abs, no hair out of place, manscaped all over. Beautiful thing. Smoke, a
2: smoky eye. He always has a smoky eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So in Falling, he became further from God, further from that transcendent beauty, and only like firefighter calendar of the year hot. Oh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a manly, lustful beauty, not a godly beauty. Right. Is- a less, less transcendent beauty.
2: And is he manly so much? I mean, he's very androgynous. Like hot, super hot Lucifer is kind of androgynous as well. Only in your TV shows. In my TV show? (laughs) I've never seen like a burly Lucifer. You know?
1: I don't know. We're dealing with like assumed gender and.
2: Right. Like it's, I think Lucifer transcends gender.
1: You say
3: Lucifer's not a bear. Lucifer's
2: Lucifer's not not a bear. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. just uh like a um a ganymede kind yeah. of
0: yeah
2: so uh tertullian um or tertullian sorry who is 160 to 225 so he's slightly before Origen and kind of con- you know concurrent with him he twice presents in his adversus marcionum Twice presents as spoken by the devil the words of Isaiah, I will ascend above the tops of the clouds, I will make myself like the most high. So he sees this he sees the fall of Lucifer as happening after the fall of man because mm-hmm. then Lucifer would have the most influence
1: over oh, him. right, and in that mm-hmm. version they they happen in like divine time at nearly the same instant, I think,
2: so it's kind of like later I have sort of more of a I forgot who's, well, I'll, we'll get to it in my notes, but the timeline of creation, pinpointing exactly when Lucifer would have entered the timeline for all of this to make sense. That's the big thing about Tertullian.
3: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh. I had not considered the, the repercussions of one happening before the other. I had not considered whether or not Lucifer was a bear. <laughs> Can we I mean, go back to something Jacob said?
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Where he said, Lucifer didn't like Adam and Eve. Yeah. And I was like, I don't feel his actions were personal. What do you base this on? I've never considered like a like or a dislike. It was more like I'm going to like bring the downfall of humanity, which is God's work.
1: I feel like the answer to this lies in writings outside of Christianity, at least at first. (laughs) Gasp!
2: (laughs) Well, thank you.
1: I'd like to pass the ball.
2: <laughs> Thank you for that setup. So, yes, I'm going to, pre- I'm going to present a couple of different variations on this theme that are in Jewish literature and Islamic literature, um, that essentially, I would, Go I would ahead.
1: like to wrap that up with a discussion of, uh, North literature from like 900 ish, 80 or so.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So I have, I have this list of things that are all kind of connected like topics, but we're going to touch on what exactly is the first sin? What is the origin of sin? And differences between Lucifer and Satan are kind of conflicting traditions. Well, actually we talked about the difference between Lucifer and Satan. Creators and creations.
3: Hmm. That's a hard one. This is a very hard one. That's like snakes and ladders, right?
2: And it's like, it's a jeopardy category. (laughs) <laughs> as well. We're kind of entering into a jeopardy game. Oh no. Uh-huh. So a lot of this comes from so the conflicting tradition essentially is that in the Old Testament we talked a little bit about this like Satan works for God and serves the purpose of testing sinners. Right. Um and he is actually kind to non-sinners and a lot of rabbinical works sort of uh there's a story about um him coming into a woman's hut and realizing here's a bear realizing he's too big that he might damage the hut he actually like turns himself sideways and breaks a bone in order to accommodate this woman what and oh. being empathetic to people suffering because he sees what's going to happen to them later so, there's this kind of sensitive side, excuse me, because he is a part of God and a necessary thing that cleanses cleanses the world of evil influence. So, we've got that idea.
1: Some things don't need to be tated, tested by the devil because they're already being tested.
2: Right, exactly, yeah. And then we also have the idea of the um, evil prideful Satan in the New Testament, right? And so, this is kind of where we get the idea of the traditional story where we have lucifer due to his own pride being kicked out of heaven taking angels with him and then he's really bitter and starts to just screw with everything on earth does and, he take them
3: or do they go with him with their own volition and
2: so we also have the watcher myth then right well, and what
1: year, what year was what year was that story of satan being malicious
2: oh or, this is or, new testament satan oh okay okay mm-hmm. okay
1: but we're like post-biblical
2: um, yes, mm-hmm.
1: okay, okay
2: yeah, so I have to kind of come back and forth to to several things, but um, so going back to Satan having this potential to be both good and bad, you know we we assume that the fall from heaven was because of pride. however, there are many stories about how angels did that God. Asked the angels what they thought about creating Adam. And many of these stories, in, in stories in Islam and in the Jewish literature, God sat with the angels, said, Hey, what do you think about this?
1: I'm just spitballing this creation. Exactly. There's
2: gonna be this guy, and you know, he's gonna he's gonna name the animals, which is gonna be awesome. And some of the angels were like, okay, that sounds pretty cool. Whatever you, whatever you want, dude. Um, those animals need to be named. And then some of the angels were like, whoa, hold on. Hold on a minute. He's going to bring evil into the world. He's going to bring violence into the world. And he's, he's going to bring, uh, he's actually going to act against you in the world. What?
3: But, but they weren't evil until we made them evil. They but were just we have boring, innocent, sin. but they didn't have original sin until they sinned.
1: Well, everything is in God's time. Like these, these are these are moments that are metaphorical in nature.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like they were just boring, innocent monkey people until they ate the apple.
2: Nope. Mm. They brought sin with the, like sin is we've we've discussed how sin actually lives in Adam's sperm.
1: Yeah, and and it's free right. Food. Free will in, his na- in its fundamental nature is the capacity to sin. Mm
2: hmm.
3: But, uh, okay, one sperm is evil. Everyone knows this. It's like fifth grade math. Right. Mm-hmm. But the capacity and the.
1: Uh... So, I mean, the, the things to think about is that the fall of man and the fall of the host, the third of the host, the tenth of the host, are kind of in the same spiritual moment Mm -hmm. like they're 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 part of the same act and the same story and if you're part of the transcendent you can kind of see the next thing coming maybe you you have prophecy you have a vision of all of creation or God certainly does Mm -hmm. Um, and those that are closest to him might that is Mm -hmm. that is a big question mark so it's there's a lot of like when is this happening and what what does time mean anyway and, and mm-hmm. because they ate the apple and sinned, that doesn't mean they weren't sinners before then.
2: And that also gets questioned. <laughs> so. okay. But again, this comes down to like
1: free will. <laughs>
3: Just because it's predetermined mm-hmm. that they're going to sin, does that still mean they had free will to not
2: sin? Well, here's the thing. So, again, this is in Jewish, like um, Midrash and you know other rabbinical writings so there's a lot of story like these are all really they're good good stories you know they're all really interesting stories and a
1: lot of exploring ideas for the sake of exploration
2: exactly so one of them
1: so some of the story this most recent story
3: lucifer fell because of sin the first sin wasn't pride the first sin was humans
2: no 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 so no, lucifer no, no, no. hasn't fallen yet we're still oh we angels. haven't
3: summed up the story
2: no 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 so god is asking
3: okay, god is angels
2: asking. what they think of this idea so several of them um so kindness so they're the angels in one story the angels are named by concept so we have kindness um thinks that adam should be created because he'll bring loving kindness into the world truth says no um, because he's a falsehood, he's a, he's a false idol representing God because he's made in God's image, but it's not God.
1: It's like, Ooh.
2: it is. And so, so he's a false, he's a false idol. Um, Justice wants him to be created because he will create, he'll act justly. And peace said, let, let him not be created because he is wholly quarrelsome. So the angels themselves that is, that is very are, are split about this. Even
1: before he's created, this critter is bringing division into heaven.
2: Yes. And so uh, another argument that God floated was like, but we made all this cool stuff, right? So who's going to enjoy it if we don't create somebody to enjoy it? The bounty of the world and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, I can kind of, kind of see your point. At least that's some, like some it's like a angels. kid
3: building a fish tank and like putting a, a castle on it and rocks. He's like, mom, there's a fish tank. You got to buy fish. me a fish.
2: Yeah, but in the end, you know, God was just kind of like, you know, pretending to be uh, pretending that the they worked that in a flat hierarchy, right? Yeah. And so he's like, God's going to God. He's going to do what he wants. You know, it's he's it, God's will will be done, and so he. Creates He goes ahead and creates Adam, but interestingly, in some stories, Michael and his entourage of angels were initially against the idea, as were um, Gabriel's band of angels also against it. Labiel's band was also opposed, but he convinced them to be on God's side, and so he became Raphael. Hmm. So they're all spared because they're like the big names. So, but the other angels who um, were against God's plan were burnt. So they're burnt. So who have I not mentioned here? Who we're talking about? Samael. So Lucifer, there's no mention that he was against any of this. He's just not, not a part of like, he's, isn't really a part of the conversation.
3: So we don't know how Lucifer voted.
2: We don't know how Lucifer voted. However, when, and I'm I'm compiling all of these stories because there's all sorts of little details that surround this. So some stories, angels burnt, other stories kicked out, other stories they chose to leave. So there's that. One of the, so, okay. So we're thinking about sin now too. There's also a difference of opinion whether God told The angels to bow down to Adam, or if they chose to. So, Lucifer did not bow down to Adam, because he thought that, just as we mentioned, that Adam was not worthy of worship, because he's a falsehood, he's not God. Yeah. So actually, that choice and on his and some of the other angels' parts was actually a pious choice because they're right. like this. I, I no, this right. dude yeah. isn't God. Right. Mm. In terms
1: of angelology, the highest angels are angels that orbit the throne of God. They do not deal with the world, and mm-hmm. he was one of those, probably a, a seraphim type angel, very high, yeah. very, very distanced, very mm-hmm. you know, spend all his days hallelujahing.
2: So was that pride?
1: Or was that a great chain of being?
2: (laughs) Right. So it's something else. Um, So pride is in question at this point. There's also also stories of Adam being, okay, so Adam's a total bro in the Garden of of Eden. Angels are barbecuing stuff for him, bringing him drinks, because (laughs) they're cowed by him, because he can name the animals. So he's named all of creation. And so initially they're like, why is it a big deal that this guy can name the animals? But then when they get down there, um, they're kind of joking about it. Like, oh yeah, he's going to name all the animals, whatever. And God said, well, you do it. (laughs) You guys do it. And they found that they could not do it. So they're cowed by Adam's power and control, like, you know, taking command of the earth, essentially, like the creatures of the earth. So they do bow down to him, not by God's choice in in most of these stories, but by their own choice. So in some of these stories, they're actually subservient to Adam. But again, Lucifer, not because he still sees Adam as this thing that's not worthy. And these are
3: Hebraic literature. This is...
2: And oh, in Islamic uh, literature as well, Islamic literature brings in the aspect of the angels chose to bow down to Adam mm-hmm. rather than being forced to.
3: Because there's the line in Hebrews mm-hmm. where it says, and he made them a little lower than the angels. There's still glory and honor in like Zuzah mm-hmm. or Swedish Sisu, but there's still, if Adam is a little lower than the angels, in the Christian Bible, why are they bowing down to him and bringing him drinks and and revering him?
2: Well, uh, he's the att- you know attending the attending uh, angels that are keeping him there in the garden, essentially.
1: My, and mm-hmm. a lot of again, a lot of stuff from the midrash and these commentaries on the Bible is explanatory stories that aren't necessarily canon. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't really like point to the Bible and say, "How does this match up to something from two hundred AD or so?" Because that's these fair. Are, these are these are folk story type stories that explain things and explicate things.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some of this, I mean, there were several things that touched on our favorite uh, one. What uh, the Adam and Eve? One where they're scared of everything.
1: Oh yeah, the, the lives <laughs> of Adam and Eve.
2: <laughs> yeah. So okay, like you'll get these forays into that. But um, the a funny side note from the source that I got a lot of this from, which was. Leo Young, Fallen Angels in Jewish, Christian, and Mohammedan Literature: A Study in Comparative Folklore in the Jewish Quarterly Review of 1925. He like pulled all these stories together, so it was kind of a compilation of all these stories. But the footnote is, uh, "This exaggeration of Adam's greatness is Christian." Yeah. So, yeah. So you're to your point of like, why are these? Why are they barbecuing and bringing, um, Adam drinks? Is like, well, that's an exaggeration.
3: It's it's solely Uh a Christian viewpoint.
2: Mm -hmm. Speaking of Mohammedan literature as well, uh, there's a figure that we need to talk about. Iblis. Yes, Iblis, uh, uh, who's also, also Azazel. Yeah, who's also Azazel. So, in so one of the key things about Iblis is that there's some. Um, controversy over whether he was an angel or was he a djinn. and so yeah. a lot of this story has to do, or a lot of his story has to do with um, kind of like the Watcher story, yeah. where uh, he was sent to kind of like manage the jinn, right? Because right. he's sort of this this hybrid angel jinn figure. He was in judgment over the jinn. Yeah. But then and
1: Jinn are in a middle place between angels and demons. They can they have free will. They can choose to take sides. They're good jinn mm-hmm. bad jinn.
2: Right. Yeah. And so this is kind of like the the giant the giants in the watcher yeah. um myth where they were wiped out. So the jinn are wiped out. Um yeah, so he is uh appointed by God to obliterate the jinn um and replace them with humans.
1: Oh. Harsh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: But he um objected to again the creation of Adam, who was the first human. Um
3: but not to the obliteration of the jinn.
2: Oh no, that's fine.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> so he um was cast out because of um his again, his uh disagreement with the creation of Adam, Um, but he, let's see, he becomes associated with the Islamic devil as a result of that, um, Shaitan. So he becomes the figure that is associated with Shaitan, but also um, Azazel, who is part of the Watcher myth. So he's kind of this important figure as being Sort of in all three in one, sort of human, demonic, and angelic. And supposedly the story is that God actually created Iblis. So again, he was another creation from the seventh earth. So the fires beneath the seventh earth. Hmm. So he ascended to the surface by worshiping God. And there, because of his servitude, he became amongst the number of angels. So Mm. there's a special betrayal because he too was a God was a creation of God who turned against God against the creation of the neck of the human race. So he's a super important and interesting figure that doesn't get kind of mentioned in the story a whole lot, except for when we talk about Azazel. So that's my little, that's my little foray into Jewish literature Islamic literature that calls into play what exactly the story is about the fallen angels, fallen Lucifer, and what was the first sin? Was it pride? Was it envy? Because sometimes there's a belief that Lucifer is jealous of Adam, and Iblis also is accused of being jealous of Adam as another creation of God. Or was it lust because we also have the stories of the angels who lust after women and themselves choose to come down to earth, choose to be, be the fallen. And their leader in, in many stories is also Lucifer. So there's a host of different things. Or did Adam bring it with him when he brought wrath to earth? So that- or
3: was there an eighth sin, which we've actually forgotten about and uh-huh. don't remember how to do anymore? So original sin. Math.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Math. Calculus?
1: (laughs) So original sin is late church father, late patristic. It's a 350 idea. Mm -hmm. So if you're if there the the sin, the idea like in Adam's Fall, we sinned all is fairly late in the game and probably post dates pride as the As the like capital S sin of that period in history, -history, Mm prehistory, mytho history.
2: But Can I blow your mind a little? Always. So, given, if you totally flip the story and see Lucifer as the good guy because he would not worship Adam, is idolatry, does idolatry become, like, is idolatry the first sin?
1: How hot was Adam? We
2: don't, we don't know. <laughs> See, was Adam a bear? Was Adam,
1: Adam or, was probably a bear. Do
2: you think Adam was a bit like, you know, kind of a grizzly, grizzly Adams kind of figure? Is, oh, you, two, you guys are too young for grizzly Adams, probably. <laughs> Anywho. So, yeah. So, uh, what, you know, who brought sin to the world? What was the first sin?
3: I just object to the fact that the capability of sin does not equate to sin. So, it's like... that's that's unfair it may be true it may be absolutely true that man is the downfall of everything yep i mean it kind of is but (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
3: innocent until proven guilty
2: okay so you're in you're in you're in the adam camp i mean he was
3: guilty but -hmm. until he sinned he was innocent
2: well i have another i have another point to bring up about that but i'll let I'll let Jacob have, have the floor. <laughs> okay.
1: I have a question. Can Lucifer beat up Jesus?
2: I have an answer to that.
1: What is your answer to that?
2: Can we, get, can we talk about Gnosticism?
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um,
2: or do you want to talk about something else before I go into the world of Gnosticism?
3: Let me ask you this. Sure. What drives that question? Like, do you have a scenario in your head which Lucifer, would Lucifer
2: Lucifer
1: is the highest created being. Okay. Jesus is the, the real question is, is Jesus a created being in this one. That's the subtext. And oh my my friend Elfric writing on this in um nine seventy-five uh, argues that Jesus is not a created thing; he is an aspect of, you know, the Godhead, the the three and one, the one and three. So, in that sense, the question is kind of moot because Lucifer is not higher than Jesus because Jesus is not a created thing; he is part of the God. So, I, it was quite. This was a question that I, I like had in my mind for a while on my way my home today, and I couldn't answer it. Is like he's the first, but he isn't because Jesus is part of the first. So there's that. I think your your point was was Jesus a created thing? Yeah. Okay. And he's not. He's begotten, not created. Ooh, that's a good line. Yeah. Well, it's I, it wasn't mine. <laughs> the Council of Nicaea three twenty five is where the Trinity kind of entered the equation. Sounds I like that, I had to look that one up. Like a good a good slogan for De Beers: You should buy diamond rings. They're begotten, not created. So uh, I'm rolling this forward to uh, 900 AD, the homilies of Elfrick. Uh, okay. Elfric oh, your a, friend Elfric. Yeah, my Bob Elfric, you know, we're on good terms. He's a bear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Elfrick the grizzly. He, was, he mm-hmm. was a pretty brilliant writer Um, around 950 to like 1025-ish or so. No, uh, earlier than that, around 900-ish or so. Wrote a number of hagiographies. Uh, was asked to translate the book of Genesis, did not enjoy the experience of translating the mm. book of Genesis. How can you get that one right? Um, and just wrote a lot of things uh, that kind of fed the church's greater legend as it developed. And the homilies of Elfrig is a year of teaching about, like, kind of, it's a year of the, the pillar stories of the church, basically. Mm-hmm. And it opens up with the creation of the world where he talks about uh, first off, how the Trinity is one God not created. So he kind of calls that out before I can have a chance to answer the question, which is kind of ask the question, which is kind of irritating. And in the act of creating the universe, God created 10 hosts of angels.
2: Ooh, okay. now, I know what ten. you're saying.
1: Aren't uh-huh. there nine hosts of angels?
2: Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Now, but wait, wait. wait, aren't yeah. there nine hosts of angels? <laughs> well, yes. Now. <laughs>
1: so of the 10th host of angels uh one of them the the chief of that host was leothbaron or the light bearer or lucifer and this is possibly as far as i have seen so far this is the earliest tie of light bringer to Mm. the devil and the, the fallen the first of the fallen story um so lucifer was very proud very beautiful very very the first uh and he was so proud that he decided he could probably be like equal to god uh and wanted to take over the north part of heaven's kingdom i feel like hell is in the north fairly often
2: Mm, yeah uh, just like uh, the underworlds are in the west
1: yeah it was something about like the way the church layout is and how you turn when you leave the sanctuary
2: oh okay something
1: about sacred architecture Uh um anyway uh so his host agreed with him and they fell Uh, God was angry and changed them all into devils. So the 10th host is not any of the nine big families of angels, but is their own thing. And they were fallen and driven from heaven into hell torment and eternal fire. Um, And having seen what happened and the harm that pride could do, the -hmm. other nine hosts Mm -hmm. gave up their free will. (gasps) What? What? The last choice for them and i think that that feeds into a lot of things we've said about angels versus demons that demons are more human they're more in touch yeah. with us
0: uh-huh. and
1: angels are more robots and i think this kind of double underlines this that the hosts themselves gave up their free will and this is a, like a canonical well this is kind of a foundational story in in catholic church land
0: mm-hmm. that's the
3: first actual explanation on why angels are robots and demons are personal personable
1: yeah. 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 I'd never, I'd never had an answer for that. Um, so mm-hmm. later on the devil, whomever he is, the light bearer, uh, engineers the fall from Eden because he's very frustrated. Humanity might be able to get his original place in heaven because they're so meek and obedient. Um, wait humans. Well, before, before the fall. I say, had had he met one yet? Pre- prelapsarian humans were fairly meek. Okay. So anyway, that kind of wraps up a lot of stories, for me and it was kind of satisfying to read it yeah um, yeah and that I, I as i said i think that's the earliest mention i've ever seen of lucifer as the devil
2: oh cool okay uh, yeah yeah thanks alfric so
1: well no i was gonna say I, I feel like several times though the answer was uh gnosticism and i need to know what the questions were <laughs>
2: Well, this will probably leave you with more questions. Um,
1: Gnosticism. Just like real Gnosticism. Yeah.
2: So it it keeps coming around to the fact that we need to talk about Gnosticism. But um, as we've mentioned before, like the key figure or the figure that people know about Gnosticism is the Demiurge.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And so
2: the Demiurge. So uh, Gnosticism was like it's based in Christianity, but kind of went one direction while mainstream christianity went another and so largely Gnostic- rebellion
1: to gnosticism
2: exactly and so gnosticism uh there were periods of persecution against the gnostics so um there's tension between the two even though the two are based on essential ideas so Gnosticism uh, is has a strong duality to it the world the earthly world bad the world of the spirit, good. So, everything that is associated with earth, as in you know the terroir, um, is of the is of the demiurge, which is kind of the devil figure. However, this becomes complicated, especially in the eyes of the church, when you talk about God creating the earth. So, this is one of the sticky points of Gnosticism versus Christianity. Like, okay, so is God then the Demiurge because God created the earth? What is Adam's role in all of this? Because Adam then becomes the ruler of earth, essentially, of the dirt. (laughs) Because he takes command over, you know, the terroir. Um, So the Demiurge has... uh, um, captured souls that are trapped in the world of matter. Okay. Um, and in also another sticky wicket between uh, Gnost- the Gnostics and Christians is that the cross in Gnosticism was denounced as a symbol of Lucifer and his instrument in an attempt to kill Jesus. Huh. So this goes back to the whole crucifixion thing, like whose idea was that actually? We've talked about that. <laughs> I know Jamin's brain hurts. But see, this is this is like mm-hmm. in all of my
3: readings of like Gnosticism, you mm-hmm. get the supreme being, the demiurge, who is the creator. Mm-hmm. And the creator is grumpy, angry, um,
2: and an idiot, like, there yeah. is not but a. Smart is he dude. the
3: Satan? Is he the evil, or is he just the grumpy
2: creator? Exactly. Like, who really is Satan in this story, right? Because and, we have a supreme being, uh-huh. and we presumably
3: have hosts of angels and all the named ones, and also a Lucifer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. There, there's more than one demiurge.
2: Yeah. And, and, it is like a you know it's complicated because yeah. if you accept that um, Adonai created the earth,
3: right? Adonai
2: Demiurge is Demiurge evil, or is the Demiurge just kind of like the what the you know the the watchwinder in deism, like just like started it all and just let it go,
1: right? You know, it's worth pointing out that Gnosticism was too complicated to live. Like-
2: <laughs> It's true. Especially, even the little dude, the drawing of the Demir is like, what the hell is that? <laughs> um, So, I want to talk to you a little bit about a uh, text, a Gnostic text called The Apocalypse of Adam. Okay. And so, this was found in 1945 at Nag Hammadi, which is a, a site in Egypt. Uh, there's a whole library of texts found at Nag Hammadi. Um, but this it's... Uh Adam telling the story of the Garden of Eden essentially and uh his uh exit from the Garden to right. his son Seth. <laughs>
1: right, right, right. It's like a long deal all of some days, son, all of this will be yours, sort of thing. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, but there are a lot of shockers in it. So um hold on to your hat. So there's a lot of stuff about uh Adam and Eve getting kicked out of the Garden of Eden because of Eve's innate knowledge. So they came with
1: oh, knowledge. Sophia wisdom.
2: Yes, so um, there's no apple involved. God was jealous of this knowledge and that's why he kicked them out. So they were stripped of their knowledge. Oh, and, God.
1: God was the demiurge.
2: Yep, yeah, so they're stripped of the knowledge. Complicating factors further in our discussions about free will they were also stripped of their ability to judge good and evil. Who? So, Adam and Eve.
1: Well, that's unfair. Wasn't that the entire point?
2: But wasn't that the entire... They've had their knowledge stripped, so they have no ability to judge good and evil. So they Boy, also have no
1: free will. The universe is a jerk.
2: Yes. So, um, keep that thought. Only Adam and Eve
3: or everyone?
2: Well, at this, we, this point, we only have Adam and Eve. Because they're
3: kicked not out. everyone.
2: So, but here's the, here's the, run. so he, this can, so then we have the flood. So three figures of three mystery men come to Noah and not, sorry, not Noah, come to Adam and tell him that there's going to be this flood because God does not want knowledge to continue. He's afraid that with every generation born, The knowledge spreads, so he's going to have the flood, but it has nothing to do with vice or the earth turning, people turning evil. It has everything to do with God being angry that there's this knowledge he doesn't have. So he also tells Noah not to have any more sons, and Noah goes ahead and has sons, (laughs) which, or no, 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 sorry, he doesn't have sons, but God keeps coming, God's paranoid also, and keeps accusing Noah of having sons. But Noah keeps telling his sons, like, whatever you do, like, we got to be on the good side of God. And nobody's worshiping worshiping God because of love or anything like that. It's because they're scared to death of him because he's so paranoid and mean. Um, And so Adam knows about this flood that's going to happen, knows the reason for it, is telling Seth about it. The interesting thing that's going to happen, though, is there will be an illuminator of knowledge who comes mm-hmm. and this illuminator of knowledge is somehow related to these three mystery men they have okay. a, they're they're related um but the illuminator has the power to redeem souls and according to the prophecy will perform signs and wonders in order to scorn the powers and their rulers okay yes so we have the illuminator coming
1: but, but kind assuming... of a light
2: bearer maybe
1: yeah is this not jesus is this Jesus? we don't know
2: hold your hat okay okay so who else could um, it be (laughs) so after the appearance of the eliminator um god and his angels so also noah's sons go off to create the um the 12 kingdoms of man right Okay. okay so uh god and his angels interrogate each of these uh each of these uh, kingdoms, uh-huh. asking each one about, like, wh- who's this Illuminator guy? Where did he come from? Why is he here? And the third kingdom gives the most interesting answer because they say that he came from a virgin womb. He was cast out of a city, uh, both he and his mother, and he was uh, brought to a desert place He where he was nourished, um, and he received glory and strength, and then he came to the water. Um there's this, uh, this could be just one of those kind of pre-Christian like virgin birth things that was sort of in the ether but there's also potentially a slam against established Christianity which is persecuting mm-hmm. the Gnostics at this time yeah, but yeah. so it, here's where it gets like this whole thing is starting to get weird because now we have Jesus what seems to be a Jesus figure in opposition to God Right. So, is it Jesus really, or are Lucifer and Jesus, because it's a light bringer, illuminator coming together in this one ah. figure? So, hmm. God becomes hmm. angry yet again, and paranoid again, about, <laughs> again of the illuminator's power, and um, so he says, what is the power of this man who is higher than we, and he uh, has... Uh, starts to show a lot of animosity starts to try to like have a battle against this figure and um, then the seed of man who is the illuminator uh there's a he does actually defeat the powers of god so adam this is a prophecy that adam is uh, giving seth that this illuminator will defeat the powers of god who is now the false god and this apocalyptic prophecy of course, is different from other apocalyptic prophecies in Christian texts because it doesn't necessarily destroy the world but creates a new world order with the proper God, a restoration of the proper order.
1: Right. Ma. And so. it's a flash, it's a flash forward because it's Adam telling the story.
2: Yes, so exactly. It could
1: be Jesus, it could be something in the future, and mm-hmm. the ambiguity is left as a delicious exercise to the reader.
2: And the other kicker here is that. Seth is not necessary. He's not the son of Adam. He's not the son of Satan. He's not the son of the serpent because that just didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. He's the son of God.
1: Seth is the son of God.
2: Seth is the son of God.
1: Huh? Because
3: because
2: God. Oh <laughs> right, 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 right.
1: <laughs> you know,
2: but I always. always... Mm-hmm.
1: Sorry. that might be <clears throat> that might be that we're all the son of god maybe possibly i don't know i don't know how to read this
2: it's I mean, very weird it's very I mean. weird and it's like okay so we have what seems to be jesus battling god who we ha- like as you know are we are educated to believe that jesus is the son of god but he's actually the son of man in this story but the son of man in other stories Typically like is associated with the like Lucifer and Seth is also associated as a son of Lucifer.
1: But yeah, and we don't know like th- there's challenges to the idea of God in this in this this universe.
2: Exactly. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So
3: up until today, mm-hmm. I kind of secretly wanted to be a Gnostic. Like it sounds like fun. They throw really good parties, but this story hurt. Okay. And I mean, they do throw really good parties. And I kind of still want to be a gnostic, but I think maybe if I write my own apocalypse to kind of, you know, make things, well, yeah, yeah, contribute to the community.
0: Maybe
1: we all should.
3: No, it- no, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's limit the number of apocalyptic. Uh, no one has ever said that in the history of apocalypse
1: writing. There are so many of them, guys. Know. Please,
2: yeah, And This let's is sort of
1: MySpace. <laughs>
2: This is more like, that's a restoration, but it's also, so what's interesting to me, there's a lot of things interesting to me, but so knowledge, like gnosis is the key idea. Like that's right. It's in the, it's a, it's on the box, right? It's on the box. So the knowledge bringer who typically like in Christian stories is the bad guy because he gave Adam and Eve knowledge is the good guy here, but he's restoring knowledge that at that, Adam and Eve already had, or Eve had, so it's kind of it's like a little flippy floppy. Yeah, you know where knowledge is the thing that saves the day. It's like Prometheus. You know, in some stories Prometheus is the bad guy, and some stories Prometheus is the good guy. So, and Prometheus is associated with Lucifer in romantic literature. So we're kind of like in this weird.
3: Speaking of knowledge. Hmm. Um. I learned something like four minutes ago, which I had taken for granted. So the Demiurge, mm-hmm. I kind of like really just accepted he's the Demiurge. And I kind of went at this as in Demi, as in partial, like Hemi, Semi, Demi, and Urge as in like motivation, force, mm-hmm. right? So the Demiurge is the actor upon who created the world of the Supreme Being. That's the, that's the wrong etymology. Don't listen to me.
1: I'm wrong. I would have bought into that one because like right. Prima, Prima Mobile is the name of God. Right. In some cases. Prima Mobile, demiurge uh-huh. just like the, the part. So
3: it's Demi from demos, the people. And Erg is from Ergos working like ergonomic. Hmm. So it's the, let me read the whole story now. Demi Ergos. Is then the the Greek compound word, demiurgos, for craftsman or artisan. Oh, so it's a deist sort of thing. Yeah. So it's, exactly. it's the yeah, same the thing. Maker, it's the, it's the, mm-hmm. the producer, the craftsman, the artisan. Okay. But I had the etymology completely wrong.
2: Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't actually, yeah, once he creates, he's just kind of this. Sort yeah. Of
3: That's exactly figure. true. <laughs> he's, a, he's a watchmaker. He's not mm-hmm. a force of nature.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: He may not even have pronouns. Circling back on some things, do we ever talk about that uh Venus was sort of deified as Lucifer, but sort of not?
2: Right. No, we didn't. Like Venus that, yeah. was kind of
1: deified everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like Lucifer is the Roman name for the planet Venus or the star Venus. And sometimes that's a deified term, but it's not necessarily and not always, and I think probably not in the majority of cases. So um, Halal is a god of Venus. Lucifer may or not be.
3: If we oh, okay. if you take this from the other side, um and you go instead from Lucifer, which is the Roman name for the star, to the list of morning star, mm-hmm. we have Aruvandil in Germanic myth, Germanic mythology. Um Australia has a first people's creator spirit who is the morning star. Aztec mythology also has a morning star God who is completely unpronounceable. So yeah, like there's like
1: so many cultures have morning stars as. And it's easy to deify the sun and the moon and Venus mm. is, is number three on the list. Mm-hmm. The, the sun, the moon and Venus. Yeah. 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 That, that kind of makes sense, but I don't, I don't know necessarily that Lucifer is reliably an, a Roman god, which is sometimes kind of brought up in his idea as the imperial Satan. I think that's kind of the image I have of Lucifer is when you get into the Middle Ages, he becomes the dignified Satan. Like Satan proper mm. is wears like leather booty shorts and uh, is a bear and runs all over the place causing problems. But Lucifer has this kind of mantle of dignity like he's Roman We respect rome he's imperial Mm. medieval era really likes hierarchy and that puts him at the top of any earthly hierarchy not over the divine hierarchy but he's like at the great chain of being he's quite quite high as the emperor of hell under which are princes and things like that Uh, and that kind of i feel like is where lucifer ends up at the end of the middle ages as as first of the fallen Mm -hmm. and ultimately while satan and lucifer are allowed to be side by side for many of the middle ages like all distinctions start to collapse when you get away from the need to have a hierarchy that is under god but separate Mm
2: -hmm. Um, yeah and we move into the enlightenment and then we move into the romantic period where lucifer becomes a hero of individuality liberty and free thought Mm -hmm. yeah
1: um, but that is a later Lucifer and we'll probably be encountering him eventually. The hot one. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, he is hot. <laughs> Although I like Satan's little booty shorts a lot.
2: <laughs> Did I I think, I? I think I shared this on uh, Telegram, but I need to share it again. The video from Poppy about that is the, it has the, um, she's sitting in the kind of Baphomet pose on a throne and there's a, a hilarious Party City Satan that's part of that video. Aw. I'll send it to you again. Okay. I, yeah.
1: Uh, what else do we need to circle back on for this episode to be complete? Um, let's see.
2: Is there something else? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there anything late stage
3: uh, late stage Luciferianism as opposed to like Satanism? I like one aspect oh, of that. This is
1: something to say. I want say about that. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Is, I,
3: I liked this aspect where it's like late Crow late Crowley, um, kind of this era of Luciferianism. Where he is revered, mm-hmm. but not worshipped. Yeah, right. This is this cool dude. We like him. He's a good role model. We're not
1: worshiping him, right? He's not our god. Yeah. Just...
3: In
1: in the world of theistic Satanism, Lucifer is kind of an interesting character. Mm. I, a lot of people in demon worship space would say, you know, I don't, I don't follow Satan, and Lucifer is not Satan. I think he becomes the anti-hero, highest divine for people that want to differentiate themselves from the Abrahamic faiths because they can say, well, he's really a Roman god or whatever. And I think that's kind of playing a fast, fast and, loose, and loose. Yeah, but it is, it is something I, I kind of feel like I hear a fair bit, which is that he is the rebellious power against God that is not part of God's hierarchy or possibly the anti-god. I don't, I, without being necessarily evil or whatever. He's kind of this nebulous. I do not need to identify with the Abrahamic faiths to be a part of this world. Mm-hmm. Is my feeling. Hmm.
2: I forgot. There's something I have to go back to.
1: Yes, press rewind.
2: So when remember when we were talking about Tcholin. Yes. And I mentioned that he posited that. Uh, lucifer the fall happened after the fall of man right so okay yes because then there would be a um reason uh well man would become more influence influenceable because he would um be able to now he's right for temptation so now lucifer has purpose well, to be on earth. To mm-hmm. remove temptation? No, to to bring temptation to oh
3: okay. Yes. I I read that wrong.
2: So I'd mentioned that then we need to think about the order of creation. So going back to Jewish literature, um there is a thread of um when Satan exists and so he does not exist at the time of creation, or if he does, he, you know, he raises no objection to Adam being created. So right, okay. he's either, he's either there and silent, or he just doesn't actually exist. Um, so this actually means that the angels potentially were, you know, created on the second day Um and would before the sixth day of course object to the creation of adam which places lucifer as being created either between the second and fifth day so he may have been created with the angels may have been created on one of the other days mm. but had to have been created before man
1: i the angels are sometimes a part of the great we of god like the plural mm-hmm. form of God, Elohim. Um, so that's 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 like translation questions there. Like mm-hmm. was that was that a part of that story or not? Like because God, God, God as gods as we created the heavens and the earth, mm-hmm. and then other things were created later on.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it know. sounds also. I mean, it's kind of like creating a timeline to fit the story. Where okay, yeah, okay, right. how do you explain that Satan didn't put up a fuss? about Adam. Oh, well maybe he wasn't there. Maybe he was created within this time period. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, headcanon sort of thing.
2: Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So, okay. but I just wanted to I wanted to circle back to that cuz I left it hanging. Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: Well, dear listeners, thank you so much for joining us on this journey and uh, embarking on a brand new year with us. Uh, We look forward to many more digressions with you. Mm -hmm. And until the next time, we will see you in hell.
2: Yeah. Bye. Mm, bye -bye.
1: Toodles. Toodles. (laughs) Toodles. This podcast is copyright 2023 by The Dispatchist and is Creative Commons. You're welcome to reuse with attribution. Look for us on your favorite podcast app. Say hi to us on Twitter or Gmail at The Dispatchist, those spaces. Check out our website, dispatch.ist, for episodes, show notes, and a variety of hellish resources.